Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. I'm here today with Niall Daly, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much for having me, Tim. Absolutely. So I wanted to have you on because you're just a kind of... I want to say just normal person using the iPad and, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, go about life. You're not yeah. a, you're not a developer. You're not someone nope. uh, trying to, you know, uh, create something, um, in that capacity. Uh, can you kind of just first off, uh, tell me a little bit about what your day to day life is like? I work as a business coach, uh, mentor, and also as a part-time, uh, CFO for, for hire for small high growth businesses. And also my wife and I run uh, interior design business. So we run three retail outlets in the southeast of, uh, of England. So my, my days are quite varied depending on the hat that I'm wearing. But probably since June 2016, I've, I've been pretty well iPad only, partly because of the mobility aspect of it, being able to move around very easily between locations but also because I just find it a lot easier to, to, to get things done. I use a iPad Pro first gen 12.9 because I like the, the large screen state. I know it's slightly slightly bigger and it, you know, people do give you odd looks on the train when you pull out the, <laughs> the, big, <laughs> the big screen. But for me, it's the big screen makes such a difference with the smart keyboard as well. It, it gives me the best of both worlds. Um, I never really enjoyed lugging even a, an iPad Air around. I just felt it slightly clunky, and that's why I've sort of stayed with with iOS. And I think with the ecosystem and with the phone as well, it, it just means you you do really have everything everywhere. So the iPad really is my organisation tool. Um, I'm a big OmniFocus user, so that gets everything goes into OmniFocus. It's the base for most of my communications, be it through Skype, uh, through email, through instant messaging. It's a scratch pad. So the, the ideas that I have or when I'm working with clients, so I'll often use the iPad, which again is a good reason to have the, the bigger screen. We'll, we'll sit around with the iPad and draw and share with the, uh, the pencil and sketch things out, which I find really helpful. And, and I use it then for presentations, for writing, for project planning pretty well everything okay what application do you use for drawing with your clients the one i use most is paper by 53 when okay. we're doing yep. quick and dirty things um again because it's very simple not complicated and the the auto shape correction is is great because it just means that it doesn't look quite as messy as it, it would if you were just messing around if i'm doing work where i'm projecting i use an app called work visual app by a guy called holger niels Pold from germany which is great for projecting on a screen because you, you it hides all the sort of gubbins on the screen and you just everybody sees just what you're writing so if you're going in and out and undoing people don't see that they just see what you're drawing so for a more formal presentation that's that's what i tend to do what's that app called again it's called the work visual app work visual okay yeah which is a good tool i've i recently downloaded linear which was following actually one of your episodes where you interviewed the guys from from linear so i've been using that as well recently which is a, a very very nice app i have to say oh wonderful something you mentioned is skype which we're using right now uh do you do much video conferencing in your professional life yeah i do um i i, I work on a, a a program for university of oxford which is backed by by goldman sachs and what, what that does is we work with high growth businesses but it's a national uk program so my 
mentees can be anywhere in the UK. And I use a combination of Skype and Google Hangouts. So if I'm in my home office, I will often use it on the Mac. But if I'm out and about, I will use it on on the iPad. The one of the most frustrating limitations with iOS is, I understand it from a privacy angle, but uh, the camera will many times shut off if you're even just in split view mode or even slide over, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you, so the ability to, to have a, a user document or any sort of reference whilst you're on the call makes the call a little bit flaky. And therefore, you if it's, it is a video call, you lose that interaction a little bit. It's annoying because you really want to be able to do everything on one device um, and having a split screen with a document reference and your even mini portraits would be would be great. So I'm um, yeah, you know, I'm hopeful one day. Yeah, it is a bit annoying. Uh, I am using iPads to do webinars for my day job, yeah. and you can add the screen share. So I'm able to, you know, exit the the webinar app and start screen sharing. But once you leave the app, of course, you lose your yeah. video feed. So Correct. it would be nice if, Correct. you know, one day that got enabled and Apple would have to make it super clear this camera is active. They would need to have a lot of dialogue because. That's one of the people's biggest fears. You see these people taping up their laptop cameras. One day. One day. Yes, one day. <laughs> uh, so prior to iOS, you said 2016 is when you kind of made the jump to iPad. What yeah. kind of yeah. tasks were you using, I presume, a Mac up until then? Has, has what you used a computer for changed? You mentioned drawing as something new you're doing. That was something that would be done, you know, on a on a piece of paper, A3 piece of paper. So that's something that I can now do digitally, which means that I can capture the things digitally, which is a good record. But more importantly, what I'm seeing on some of the drawing apps, Procreate and Adobe Draw, is the ability to capture what you draw as a video. So you get a once you've created the drawing, you can then go back, take a time lapse movie of that drawing, and, and take that into iMovie and and sort of edit it, and you've then got a, a sort of video record of, of what you and other people were involved in doing, and and, and that I think is is a great uh, use of, of the iPad. I, I did have contact with the Linear guys, and I think um, they may be bringing that functionality to uh, Linear in the near, in the near future. So that that's one thing that's been a big positive. A lot of the other things, I'm a big mind mapper. Yeah, uh, always have been from the from the early days, and. One app that's been on my iPad from the, my first you know, first generation iPad is iThoughts, iThoughts HD. That is such a good app to use on the iPad because you've got the ability to touch the screen. Well, as I was using it on the Mac, it just didn't feel the same. I didn't enjoy it as much as I do on the iPad. And having, again, the 12.9-inch screen is a great canvas to be able to sort of touch and move nodes around and structure your thinking. Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, the going back in time for drawing, uh, my mind just immediately went to uh, that being a movie plot one day where there's some hidden message in a <laughs> recording of a drawing that someone finds. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know, yeah. So you mentioned you still use a Mac at your home office, is that right? Very occasionally. The business I work for, we have a payroll package and that only works on the Mac. It's a web app, but there is just some aspects of it. It must be some scripting where you cannot, even in a desktop mode on the iPad, even with iCab as a, as a browser replacement, you can't complete some of the jobs. So I'm, I'm stuck mm-hmm. with a couple of things that I have to use a, a Mac for. But Yeah, that's one of my biggest frustrations with I, iOS is. is the browser. Uh, some yeah. websites like HubSpot, for example, 
it's just atrociously made for touch and they oh it is it's, uh, yeah so absolutely uh, one you know one day that just needs to end squarespace even i tried building a website oh. in squarespace and Don't no it. no absolutely not it's not <laughs> like uh, it's one day one day i think that would be my biggest gripe is is that level of web parity you you You'd think that particularly in this day and age where you know the web is such a, a medium for distributing information, but also for interacting with uh, data, that you get that level of parity. And I think if I you know, wanted one thing, it would be that, because that would free the, the use of the tablet, for me personally, completely. Yeah, I understand doing some rejiggering of your site to make it more touch-friendly, but most, most of the time it's just not usable. In the way they do it, or not most of them, but uh, you know, uh, there's some good examples of that. One thing I'd recommend: have you, have you tried Jump Desktop as a way to? No, I haven't. So oh. this this application, I think I've talked about it a little bit before on the show. Uh, it lets you remote into your Mac, and setup's really simple. But it supports a Bluetooth mouse that you can hook up to your okay. iPad, so you're using your smart keyboard and a mouse, and it feels like you're using your Mac kind of natively. You can copy and paste between iOS and Mac, and that's how I deal with needing to access Mac stuff uh, during my day job. My Mac's just in a closet, Perfect. and I just open it up, the split view, and yeah, it's it's a, a really good solution for that. Great. Well, I'm going to make a note of that because uh, that would make uh, life so much easier. For the, the Mac apps, do you use iCloud? Like, what's your storage mechanism? I have all of them, um, and it, it, it's basically driven by where I am and who I'm going to be working. My, my base is Dropbox, so most of my uh, storage is... Dropbox based, but I've got some clients who, when I'm in their Wi-Fi area, Dropbox is blocked. Um, so you have to use OneDrive because they're generally Microsoft houses. And I'll use iCloud, particularly where apps natively support it. So, you know, where it's used for things like drafts and, and Ulysses and, you know, I use MindNode, I, mm -hmm. I will, I'll use the iCloud. But I found with iOS 11 and that the whole files infrastructure, little flaky around the edges but it means it in some respects it doesn't really matter where the data is it's there and you can use it on your ipad and actually if you are going to need to move things around moving things between your cloud providers is is relatively straightforward the ipad is just a, a sort of window on on any cloud service that i happen to want to use yeah and there's drag and drop now in the dropbox native yeah, app yeah, which is good absolutely it makes a big difference was dropbox something that you used before iCloud became as beefy as it is, is this a legacy thing that you're using Dropbox or are yeah. there some aspects of it? Okay. Never used Dropbox until I got the first gen iPad and then it's been with me ever since. And I think I, iCloud, I've just gradually started to use. I haven't used it as much. Um, I haven't, you know, given a, a sort of a full run like, you know, David Sparks has done and gone over and gone whole hog in. I made the switch as well once uh, Files app came out because it's just, yeah, to me, it's just everything's it's not buggy right there's some bugs with dropbox integration and just it feels feels better you know just and the pricing 10 bucks a month two terabytes it's amazing their pricing apple is actually better for the high end of storage uh the low end not as much i think but uh yeah i, I agree uh, I, I think that's one thing frankly i think they change i think getting people on board with a slightly better package at the lower end would be uh would be the right thing more storage for every device you buy would be a ni nice incentive too you know yeah yeah that would be a, 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 on the wish list you mentioned ulysses is that the main writing tool you use 
If I'm doing client reports, it tends to be if it's going to be a long form report with with various headings and breaks and what have you. But if I short notes, uh, I tend to use there. Um, but my origination is either uh, I thoughts. Um, so I will often sketch out a, a project uh, with a client and I'll do it as a mind map. And that will form maybe the basis then for work that's going to come out. So it'll be the basis for the documents and project plans. So I will take the output um, in Markdown because I thought supports Markdown. And whilst I'm not a geek or a developer, I found that Markdown has been a great help because it's meant I can produce something that can be used in a multiple different locations. And with I thoughts, I can put a document in Markdown in the, in the mind map export it to um, Ulysses and it'd be all ready then for uh, any fine tuning or presentation layers. But at the same time, the same outline, I can export that to a project planning app that I use called Quick Plan Pro, which means that I, I use one set of data in two different locations. And then from Quick Plan Pro, I can then do the project planning uh, bit that you need to do to sort of get dependencies and timelines and what have you. And then that can produce uh, an MS project output or it can produce an Excel output. So if I'm working with a client that's quite got a good robust program office, they want to see things in MS project. If it's a small team, frankly, they just want to see something highly visual and it produces a very nice Excel uh, output, uh, all from the original uh, I thoughts mind map to me that interaction between apps um, on iOS is is a huge advantage of the of the operating system. It's something that I, I've always found very difficult to do on a Mac environment or in a Windows environment. So the, the share sheet stuff is great, and the ability to to get data through different apps and those are professional apps, and you know I, I don't mind paying you know for those because they support my work and i think that's very valuable yeah one of the things i just love is drag and drop i mean all the not even export stuff out of pixel man i mean it'll just tap and hold the drag and directly upload that into wordpress without even saving it to my desktop yeah. first yeah. or i mean yeah. icloud drive first it's yeah yeah everything is is talks really well together um, yeah and i think that the, the iOS 11 stuff, I think, has been has been great. I think drag and drop is is a is a game changer in that respect. It does it works really well with the touch environment. Yeah, you know, I don't enjoy using a mouse. You know, I I just enjoy that sort of interaction with the with the screen. Yeah, something else I really appreciated uh, this week is I had a lot of projects where I needed to just change my screen to be vertical. And, you know, I'm reading something that yeah. I, I wouldn't be using the size of the screen. And iOS has that flexibility of your aspect ratio in uh, that way. Absolutely. No, again, it, I, I think it's a very flexible toolkit. So you mentioned enjoying touch more than like the mouse. Uh, what other aspects yeah. of iOS are big improvements to you over, say, the Mac? I like using the pencil for navigation. I, I didn't think I would. I thought it would be a bit odd, but I've actually found it. Great, particularly in uh, Office, because obviously I still work in areas where Microsoft is a you know what you have to use. The navigation with the pencil is, is terrific. The thing that I feel a bit disgruntled about is that the, you can't now do that in the iWorks suite because it defaults to being a drawing tool, and I've not found any way of switching that off. 
yeah for apps that uh, enable that they, they, that's what it is the ability to be efficient i found that tools like workflow and drafts which have enabled other people far brighter and better than me to create the the, the workflow workflows and the and and the sort of actions for things like drafts and being a very generous community have meant that you can go in and you can almost find somebody has had the same problem as you're trying to solve and sometimes you can use it out of the box as they've done it or with a little tweaking you can make it work for you and and to me that is great and maybe you can do that on the desktop environments i don't know i don't know where i saw this from a guy did a youtube video creating a workflow to create an expenses report so i tailored that which means that now i can just run that uh, workflow every day when i'm doing my expenses key them in it goes through and asks you the questions then puts everything into a csv file which means at the end of the month i just go to the csv file take the expenses off there and my job is is done it's wow. it's, it's great and I think Federico Vitici did one where he almost like created a reading list. So capturing any article that was online and using the share sheet um, workflow action would create uh, a link to Bear, put the article in Bear, and then take the, the link to the Bear article and put that into, he was using it into Todoist, but mm-hmm. I amended it to use OmniFocus. So I now can build a, a reading list that goes into OmniFocus um, has the context um, and project reading. Uh, the link goes back to a bare article, um, and the bare article then has a link back to the original web article. So it's all linked using the the URL schemes, which, you know, again, I, I sort of conceptually understand it. I don't think I could do it, but by finding somebody who has solved as near to the problem that you've got, it, it, it's great to be able to save time and just find an article and know that it's going to end up where you want to see it later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love Workflow. I use it to uh, download YouTube videos and send those to Ferrate if I want to work with that audio in some way. Plugged into our HubSpot API to do social networks uh, and scheduling from Workflow, which is phenomenal. And yeah, all sorts of just, uh, if I'm working with standard text stuff, so like HTML, I've got yeah. Uh, our HTML signature, I've got a workflow for our, our work where if we have a new employee, I can just have them put in the variables and it'll spit out a pretty HTML signature right. for them. Like it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's, some, that's some really cool ideas. And I think you, you're only limited by the amount, well, for me, it's limited by the imagination of other people, but you can find so many different things. And yeah, some of them are interesting, but not very useful, but so many of them are just incredibly useful. Good to see it's still getting some supports from Apple. Apple, they're pushing out some updates. How has the iPad helped you improve your speed and efficiency in just general computing tasks from where you're using the Mac before? What well, what slowed you down on the Mac versus what's faster? We mentioned workflow probably being one of those things that's faster for you. Both from the Windows environment and, and the and the Mac, I just found that getting around the screen was cumbersome. And I find the touch interface, the gestures, which, you know, through touch or through um, keyboard shortcuts just work. And I think it's simple things like I know you can use keyboard shortcuts on on a Mac. I never really got into it. Mm-hmm. But just being able to hold a single key on the smart keyboard and get them popping up on the screen. I've just found that I've adapted to it much more naturally than on the on the Mac. And I think things like the the ability to to just 
focus on a single app. You are in control of your notifications. You don't have to have anything on. You can just focus on your single task. If you're doing split screen, for me, it's generally because I'm I'm doing a single task. I'm not multitasking on the screen. I'm generally using two applications to do something that is an end result. And I find that it's the focus on the work. I, I can focus on what it is that I'm doing rather than the, the tool, uh, if that makes sense. So if I'm doing a document, I can be focused on the document. I don't have to worry too much about formatting. I don't have to worry about you know, getting around the screen. I don't have to worry about the, the, the system freezing or locking up which for me was a perennial issue in, in my days mm, with Windows. Is, yeah. you know, if you didn't have auto-save on, you were doomed because <laughs> you knew your document would, would die at some point. What's in your dock? There is Safari, Apple Mail. And the reason I have Apple Mail is that I find for email management, I have Apple Mail up, joined with OmniFocus, and I will go through and any emails that need action will be dragged across to maintain the link. Mm. And that, to me, is, is is a good enough reason to stick with Apple Mail, despite has, uh, its, its odd foibles. Has that been reliable for you? Have you ever had mail links broken? I've occasionally had that where the mail link didn't work. I've had a couple which have just gone back to a screen and then nothing linked. And I would say probably nine times out of ten, it's, it's okay. And okay. then you'll get the odd one that's gone. Yeah, okay. What other apps in your dock? So the other one there is is an app called Close, which is my CRM. Uh, this has been a great app for me because, again, managing multiple clients and multiple projects means that everything can come into one into one place. It's a it's a subscription app, but my philosophy is I'm prepared to pay a sensible subscription fee for a professional app. Yeah, you're running a business and because it it, it it's how I make my money. Yeah. <laughs> being able to keep in contact with people. It prompts you. It's got little bits of AI built in. It has great integration with um, Dropbox. So if you've got a client folder with client file names, when you look at the client view, you'll have all your files there. I use Evernote for some reference materials. Um, so again, if your note contains the client name or the person name, when you go to those records, all that data is there. Um, so it's, it's a great... Um, app for me for bringing things together uh, i've got the calendar app straight out of the box it works for me i don't need any of the other elements um, i've got omnifocus uh, the files app uh, messages and gladys oh so that is your uh drag and drop uh repository gladys yeah that's my uh, that's my shelf app yeah and how do you how do you use it what's your standard uses of that Generally, it's for, for collecting uh, stuff that I'm going to use somewhere else. So sometimes if, I've, if I know I'm going to have to put images into a document and client logos that are going to go in, I will I'll put them into Gladys and then I will just drag and drop them into, into the document when I'm ready. If I'm collecting attachments that will go into an email at a later date, I will sometimes collect them put them in into Gladys, and then when the, I'm ready to do the email, I will just drag and drop them out. So I think it sounds like a bit long-winded, but I found it to be a very useful as a sort of interim collection. I don't store anything in there for any, any period of time. It, it is very transitory by its nature. Then I have four 
folders in in the uh, oh so you do use folders in the, in the dock. dock i was wondering about that because I, yeah. I have no folders in my dock uh, my home screen's yeah. littered with them <laughs> but yeah <laughs> at the moment it's working fine so i've got one that is what i call office tools so it has microsoft office it has google it has iwork uh, i got another one that has the drawing tools i have another one that has mind mapping tools and i have another one that has writing tools so again they're there for me to just sort of swipe up and select and move around. It's been in there for a couple of months, and so far it's working. I'll, I'll see how I get on. Is there anything about working on the iPad that you don't like and wish they can improve in future OS or hardware revisions? Yeah, I think the main one we, we, we spoke briefly about before was the um, the, the parity with, with web apps. Uh, and I think that parity would be great if it extended into other areas. I mean, I do occasional work with clients with Excel, and there are sometimes you do some modeling work where there, the formulas and stuff will not work on the iPad. Uh, so it would be nice to have some fuller parity on some of the more powerful functions in, in the Office suite, but particularly Excel for me, because that's part of, uh, part of, my, part of my job. And I think, again, in some of the communication tools, the ability to do things fully on the iPad, you know, video and recording. So things that would be media related, which would cut the cord completely, I think would be great. Generally, I actually enjoy working on the iPad. and I don't get that frustrated. So I think I'm, I have a reasonable wish list and it will be good to see if that ever comes true. Yeah. Using the iPad outside of work, what's, do, yeah. do you, you, Use I'm not sure like uh, Netflix and other like entertainment stuff. Like, what do you use it yeah, for outside of work? <laughs> absolutely, good use on YouTube. Yeah, what do you use for YouTube? Because sometimes YouTube can be frustrating on iOS. <laughs> to be honest, I've just used I've, I've sat with the bog standard YouTube app and I, I found it okay. Okay, it does what it needs to do. I have it on the elevation lab stand, so it it sits there at a reasonable angle. I can mm-hmm. watch it. I, I watch Netflix. I we have Sky cable, so Sky Go. I can download or watch tv and again with the with the 12.9 inch screen it's it's um you know it, it, it's great so you, you get a reasonable picture i will use the sketch apps um for some rest i mean i'm no artist i hasten to add but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a bit of it's a it's a bit of chilling out um, yeah have you ever gone to the coloring book apps i haven't no i the adult coloring thing i think i'll let that pass me by <laughs> I, I, I never i never got into it Anything else you'd like to share about iOS or anything else? I think the the, the big thing for me uh, is that the, where I see the work going next with, with the iPad supporting is that being able to do a lot of multimedia stuff. So, you know, traditionally, you know, my work involves giving to people documents, but more and more um, I'm finding that what I'm doing is, is, is recording video or recording sketches and producing a tool for them that's but got video it's got sound it's got images and being able to do that on the ipad has been great and i found tools like luma fusion which i think i heard from chris chris lawley yeah i had um terry on from luma fusion yeah i'm not sure if you've heard that one i learned a lot from that episode and it's a shame they don't get more publicity i see these apps app store stories uh, quite frequently oh, yeah. about video editing and yeah. they free, more often than not they don't include it it's, it's it feels like a crime to me that you're leaving off the best apps i don't know it feels like a little iMovie pettiness yeah i completely <laughs> agree I, I i and i think that to me being able to do that 
in an environment like iOS with the iPad means that something can be done very, very quickly because and it adds value because people will engage with it much more than they will with a traditional document. And you can get over client situations and scenarios. So you can be having a coaching conversation with a client on a, on a Skype call. You can draw the conversation. It can then be edited to get rid of any errors and you can you can put in some other documents and images and you can give that to a client as, as a, an output from a coaching session which to me is far more powerful than trying to do traditional meeting notes yeah because they've got they've got the conversation they've got a video they can go backwards and forwards and then you can you can leave them with the actions as, as part of the part of the package and to me that's where I'm taking it and I, I could not I've seen myself do that without having the tools built into a to a device like the iPad working in, in iOS. Absolutely, yeah. And if uh, if you have any questions about audio editing, uh, Ferrite is great, and you can ask me about that if you run into stuff because uh, I, I use uh, that app quite a bit. <laughs> it has been downloaded. I have not given any anger yet, so you may well find me reaching out because the other thing I think is that people like yourself, community is very inspiring and very generous uh, I, I think your your podcast is is great I've, you know, I've listened to a number of episodes more than once i pick things up every time and um, people like jeff perry and chris lawley and federico viticci uh, you know i think are great models of what you can do to push the boundaries of a tool that you know previously people thought was just a consumption device that's a good place to leave it i think that's great. Where can people find you on the interwebs? If you'd like to plug any places, please do. Yeah. On the, the Twitter, I'm Nile underscore C-Space. And you'll generally find me hanging around there on a fairly regular basis. You know, if people want to reach out and find out and any information or how I use any iOS, you know, via Twitter is probably the best place. But I will be there several times a day. Wonderful. Thank you so much again for your time today. It's been fantastic uh, talking with you. Thanks very much, Tim. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's been great. That is the show for today. Thank you for listening. And I'd really appreciate it if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. It would mean quite a bit to me and help others discover the show. If you want to send feedback, you can send that to iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find the show notes over at iPadPros.net. And thanks again for listening. We'll be back in two weeks for another episode of iPad Pros.